That's the go. wrong button again. There you go. Start hitting right. the right button. I remember my first time using my uh, stream deck. Dude, it's impossible sometimes. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Graveyard Crew Podcast. For those of you who know me, I'm Mike, a.k.a. He hit the Smoker. right button. I hit the right button this time. It took me more tries than I want to admit to hit that button on my stream deck just now. Uh, regardless, uh, welcome to the Graveyard Crew Podcast, episode 30. To Tonight, Podcast, we talk about Six Days 30. in Fallujah. Tonight, we talk about, we talk about Fallujah. other video games upcoming in the year 2021 and more. But uh, it's been a while. How's everyone been? Uh, I look different. I, I don't have a mop. Josh had got that fresh cut, and I am uh, just now two months away, possibly from having from having my first kid. So. Oh shucks! There's gonna be more. Josh, the haircut looks good. Oh, thank you. Um, it's gonna be a blast. I'm so excited for you, Saber. Thank you. Uh, now, now I just need to actually grow an actual beard instead of the Nick, and then I will actually be presentable. So, tonight we're talking about Six Days in Fallujah. Yes, for those sir. of you who are unaware of Six Days in Fallujah, I will pull it up for you just so you can see. Um, we will watch both the... We should probably just do the trailer and then uh, the gameplay, correct? Like, yes, we should sir. just watch them back to back and then yeah. talk about it? Uh, or pause and talk about. We've already seen these on here. We've already seen. I don't think we. Need, I don't think we. I don't think we need to see, see the, the reveal tra trailer. I think we can just go straight to the gameplay reveal trailer. Yeah, so as, as, okay. as much yeah. as many of you guys have already watched in the past before, uh, six days of Fluja, six days in Fluja, uh was announced as a re as a re release or a re or a return to being released uh, back when it was scrapped in two thousand nine by Konami. And it's now being released by an indie developer uh, and being developed by a group of veterans who served during the Battle of Fallujah. And it's a game that's got as much controversy as it did when it initially was announced back in 2009. And so we are here today to, to watch what the gameplay is going to be, gameplay is uh, being revealed about the game. And uh, it looks like we got a little campaign storyline being. Uh, being returned into uh, the game. So let's go ahead and check it out. Yes, sir. I was a sergeant with Lima Company, 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines. Hollywood On November 9th, 2004, I entered the city with 12 Marines plus myself. And by November 13th, I was down to four Marines and myself. Six Days in Fallujah recreates stories from the battle based on eyewitness accounts. One squad has already walked down this alley, so we're just like oh, walking I'm down. I'm trying to pause the, the podcast video, not my video. First off, I want to take a moment. This game actually, like, now that I'm seeing more of it, looks fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it, it looks, it, looks it, it just shows how well Unreal Engine has developed through the years. And that gun audio sound, and that, that right there. Go back. That I is, think we we're both uh, both trying to comment on the same thing. Like, yeah, it sounds the the audio and, like these guys just open up. Just that AR right there. Yeah. Uh, so just going and off. that the 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 way it's looking down the site there because you're pressed up against a wall. 
Like, I, you, you don't have time to look down the rear aperture. You're just pointing your gun at the target at that point and just sending shots at it. it it's very good. Very high hopes for this. Pause it real quick. Go right. On it. So, as, and especially here, though, if you look as he's going down, the, down there, he's not running, which he's taking it slow. You're taking that slow pace. I mean, I know when the game comes out, you're probably going to be a little bit more fast-paced. But he's taking it slow. He's taking his time. He's not trying to make mistakes. And right. that that will be important as we try to see. Right now, here. like, so, like, take this, like, example here. And, like, okay, first of all, none of us here have ever served or anything like that. We just go based off of what we have researched and looked into. Uh, we all follow military history and everything like that. And what I, what, I, what I assume what they're trying to do here is they're trying to simulate what it is actually like when the, when somebody says, like, say, slice the pie. Slice the pie is when you are looking at a corner and you are clearing it, starting on one side, and you're slowly working your way around the corner. Now, in, in video games, in general, there's not really any other way of looking down your gun without actually looking down this sight. And that takes away a huge amount of your field of view. In this game, what they're trying to do, what it looks like, is that they're trying to open up your field of view of how somebody actually is when they are like examining a examining something here so as you see in this just this frame right here they have like full field of view they can see directly in front of them they can see up on those freaking balconies on that red building up to his right he can see everything he doesn't have to worry about that of a tunnel vision being created by just looking down a sight post and you can see where his he's already has his rifle aimed as he's no. getting around that corner so well, this not, is not something... rear aperture sight but he's this is something I'm curious of. I mean, like, is the, uh, this is supposed to be gameplay, but I've been fooled by gameplay reveals in the past. Is this going... I hope this is going to be, like, a core thing in the game where you can, like, at the at a loss of accuracy, have your field of view op opened up, but still have your gun kind of at the ready. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've never been like I said, we never none of us have ever served. None of us have ever been in combat. But I feel like when I watch like videos and stuff like that, it's just a matter of just sending shots down range. You're not worried about acquiring your target or anything like that. You're just worrying about sending shots down range to suppress your enemy. Get that fire superiority. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Now, bringing it back a little bit, I want to see how that fire suppression work. How, how did the fire suppression work in this game? It looked like he made it a little blurry. So, this guy right here in the, like, it dead center of the screen, um, this guy right here, I'm circling him on screen, doesn't move at all. And uh, I can tell you I'm not standing fast with uh, bullets flying in my direction. Like, he didn't move at all. You know what I mean? That was the go command. Yeah. One tap issues orders to your team based on what you're pointing at. But uh, this part is what I'm excited this about is the squad base mechanics. Oh, the, oh, that is so freaking clean. So that right there is pretty fucking cool. And uh, so a, a lot of some games have done this. I, I've seen it be able to do it in Tarkov. Uh, but to put this in a little bit of a cover shooter type type of style, 
where you where your cover is going to keep you alive, that is going to make this game a little bit more fun to play because it makes it more useful. Unlike because I've been playing Tarkov, so that's going to be unlike where you only have the upside, and I think you can do side left side, which is cool. But you know, this this takes it to a different type of shooting because you're you're basically having that head movement, but the rifle's going where you need it to go. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks like a good good mechanic. I think that that's going to be a solid gameplay mechanic. But I have kind of a big gripe about this. Um, and I, I'll discuss my big complaint after the video is over. Because I think that... I think it's important that we also watch the other trailer tonight. Hold your fire! The M16 model looks so good, though. Oh, yeah. That reload was a little goofy. Watch this reload. Oh, he's obviously, he's got ammo in the chamber, so he doesn't have to rechamber it. Hold your fire. That was goofy. Like, see, but it also just felt kind of like, um, like a cartoon. Like, yeah. it didn't seem like reload animations have not gotten worse over the years. And that, that doesn't seem like a, in my opinion, a solid reload animation. No, especially but, especially when a game like Squad just... exists where, like, it, it has ammo. It, first of all, Squad's like the really, Squad and Tarkov are like the only games out there that has reload animation down perfectly to me. Because why is he rechamber around after he ejects his Mac? He, if anything, his chamber should already be in the rear, ready to, ready to chamber the next round after he puts the Mag in. Why is he using the charging handle to chamber around after he puts a mag in too? Like, you wouldn't. I don't. I've never pressed the charging handle to load or to chamber around. Like, it's already slid back. Mag goes in. Thumb release. You never know what to expect. You know what I mean? Now this is supposed to be how the game works too. Is that you're gonna have these cutscenes back into these interviews because it's supposed to be a documentary style gameplay campaign. Every single time. Marines and soldiers never knew what was waiting for them behind the next door. And if you want a realistic experience... Uh, I'll wait. Can you. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Six days in Fallujah reshapes the battlefield every time you play. That concerns me. Every time you play. that The choice of those words concerns me. Based on what this game is supposed to be. And I do want a fun experience when I play a game. But I don't think that I need to be reminded that I'm playing a video game with a story that this is supposed to convey. And I think that I, I, I'm a little concerned about that. Do you understand what I mean? Kind of. Kind of. Like, like, explain a little bit more what your concern is about that. Okay. So they want to be really poignant with the stories they're telling. These are stories of real Marines and real Iraqi civilians talking about Fallujah. Right. Um, but they're concerned about gameplay. Gameplay is important. When you're trying to tell a story like they are, gameplay is not that big of a deal. And the every time you play makes it seem like they want to create replayability within their game rather than we're putting this out to tell a story it's we're putting this out to play a game and it's it's a very thin line to to walk trying to get good gameplay mechanics 
and a good story to be told. I think it's it, very I hard I to think... have both at the same time. I can see and this is a, a this is a first time developer company. Right. And I can see your concern with that. Where I'm looking at in terms of the developer is that you are all, in in terms of also taking the responsibility of telling first hand accounts of a very controversial battle that happened during the uh, during a very controversial war. You're also trying to find a way to keep people to co- keep coming back to keep playing. Like you're trying to create that replay value. Yeah, but but, but is I, this a game that they want retold, like replayed? This is a story that needs to be told, but is right. it a game that needs to be replayed? That's I, the I that's the question. That's where I'm hung up. Is uh, I'm excited for it on principle of what they're trying to do, hmm. but the focus this like that line really upset me a little bit like every time you play not upset me but gets me nervous because it's almost like they're trying to create it's very easy to make a call of duty clone and i don't want this to feel at all like call of duty in in terms of scale right like i've seen enough videos i can go on youtube and pull up a video of what a real grenade blast looks like and then I can show you what a grenade blast in Call of Duty looks like. Or, you know, it, it, I don't want it to look like Call of Duty. So the way it looks now, I'm very happy with. Right. But the gameplay-wise is a very big concern to me. Like, is it going to be a little bit realistic? But I mean, if it's a little bit realistic and is only, like, really one one playthrough and then everyone's going to try and speedrun it, whatever. Like, I, I'm sure there's going to be a speedrunning community for this game. If it didn't have procedurally generated levels, so like yeah. it could I, this I, game. This game could be either one or two things. For uh, I think the as Highwire as for uh, for the for this dev team, this this game could either serve as their introduction to get people to show what they're capable of and get people to buy into their company and everything like that. And after release, they may not touch it at all. And to me, in terms of what they're trying to do and tell stories of Fallujah, I think that's perfectly okay. Um, I think that the I think that I don't I don't think it could be their biggest flaw if they try to continue to work on this game after the fact. Because to me, this is a this is you release, you're done. You may release a few bugs and you know a few patches to fix some potential in-game bugs and glitches that might come along, but you're not going to do much to add content to this game because it's a story. You know, it's it's like, you know, it, you know, when when uh, when uh, the Q and A's were going on in the forum, I asked it what you know will mirror this type of gameplay, and it, you know, it's giving me like kind of like similar to uh, what we've seen in Brothers in Arms, Ghost Recon, the old school Ghost Recon and stuff like that. Of course, they said that you know they're going for their own original taste. It's not giving like any game before, and that's totally respectable. Of course, when you and me watch this and see the first kid, it's, it's brothers in arms. I mean, that's like literally, like literally, like that's when you play, you when you yeah, play Road to Hill, Thir- when you play Road to Hill, Road to Hill Thirty, the first thing that they teach you when you go into combat, when you get your squad members, is that you will use your squad members to suppress the enemy while you go on a flank and take out the enemy. And they did that exactly here. They said, use your guys to suppress the fire and then find a flank to get around and eliminate the target. And that, so, and like you said, that's perfectly okay. I put every Brothers in Arms games I've ever played, I thoroughly enjoyed. Those were great games. And I'm looking forward to a modern take on that with this game. Absolutely. Yeah. But 
don't say you're not like trying to be like a game like that and then have the the thing that makes brothers in arms so special be talked about immediately i i don't know like they they did say that in the forum like they were like hey this is our own take on everything but then immediately show like a core mechanic of brothers in arms and that's perfectly fine you know people you know copy and paste core mechanics from different video games all over the place you know if it's not call of duty taking from Medal of honor or you know halo taking from doom you know it's it's always something people take people create a mechanic and that mechanic is absolutely flawless and people will use that mechanic to implement it to their game and so you know it's it is what it is and i can totally respect them you know they're not going to blatantly say that their 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 game is like another game from a triple a title developer of course not but uh, of course, this game, from that first first uh, thing there, it it kind of mirrors of what Brothers in Arms used to be. Yeah. What I I'm not upset about that. I no. need to be perfectly clear about that. I'm no, nobody upset. is. But also, like that that feature is not in another game. No. No. It's I, a, not not that I can think of. That is a distinctly. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's Brothers in Arms." Even goes like but, even though Ghost Recon, old school Ghost Recon was the only other like squad based game I can possibly think of. It wasn't even. Have, it wasn't even. What would you say? It, Ghost Recon isn't as close as Brothers in Arms. I think you were trying to say. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it uses squad mechanics where you can control your squad to like support, you know, attack an enemy or anything like that. But Brothers in Arms, you can literally have like, like a full squad of like nine guys at your command to help you attack the enemy. Whereas Ghost Recon was like you and three other, three or four other guys. Yeah. And right. like for, for brothers in arms, I, I only played, um, the bloody, the highway one. Hell's highway. highway. Hell's highway. Hell's highway. Um, where you do control those guys. And then on top of that, you can, can split up those guys into two different fire teams and suppress two different enemies while you run that mission or have someone run with you. Mm-hmm. which is actually if they can implement i mean they're trying to keep it original but if they can implement this into this type of gameplay i mean and focus on how the squad works together as a team then it could it could strengthen how you run as a squad leader right and drive the story and and you might care for those those squads squad mates and uh if if it does happen which i i would assume happens if any of them get killed right now i think that that's something i think we could discuss after we watch this trailer so let's continue on with the trailer let's, let's finish this up each room each building even the entire neighborhood well hold on hold on procedurally generated levels in a shooter i fucking love that idea i'm just concerned about its practice in a game that's trying to tell a poignant story all right Every map is a new map. So just like actual combat, you'll never know what to expect. Pause it real quick. Now, for procedurally, uh, I mean, it is kind of like a one and done type of thing for this story. But let's say if you do replay it and have that replay value. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you do, I know you know the map will change, but let's say you do keep the same map. What if what if the, the AI itself changes? Well, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you go through the ho- that house the first time, and there was bad guys in the house, and you go through the second time, and it's empty, or there's civilians in there, maybe it'll make you think on how you play the gameplay. It's, uh, like you said, speedrunners might change the way, but 
if they keep it that way, maybe it might be a little bit more towards that, and that would be kind of cool to see, and it'll be a little bit more accurate to that timepiece. But uh, it, well, I don't know. I I don't know. I, don't know. I would have to see. Thing. I would have to see the game too. Play the game for it to see. That animation was a little weird. Like the, the the door open animation felt dated. Like yeah, look, he like stares at the door. And he's like, "How do I do this?" And like he does like that feel... back up, go grab and pull up. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could have just pulled the door open while taking What's cover with it. Now that's a unique command. So that's I think where they're trying to claim to be unique is that there's actually specific commands in this game where you tell a guy to watch a door or watch a stairwell. The sound effects, though. The audio design is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They, these guys, these guys make sure that they know which weapons they're firing. They know how they sound, and they want them to sound right. Oh wow! I. It looks like it, it's almost selectable between front and rear sight. Yeah. My son, he had his first birthday while oh, we were hearts. I want to take a picture. So I wrote happy birthday JJ on a, a piece of cardboard and I held it up. That was the most difficult day I had there. It dawned on me, it's like, I can't die on my kid's birthday. That's all I That's... thought about all day long. Was dying and you on both my are, kid's birthday. You're, Peter, you're a father. And okay. Saber, you're about to be a father. Well, I can't I compare. I can't. I, on, I don't want to yeah. talk about it on that. Yeah. I want to talk about it on he's that's what he's saying means so fucking much. Yeah. But they're focused on replayability. That's just like my big fucking concern. Well, also, it, that is that's my concern. Well, you also got to remember, too, like these guys work on this game. Like these guys have been around this game. Like the the, the character models are based off of these guys at the interview. But that's why I'm, that's what I'm saying is why are they trying to make a game that's fucking multiple playthrough game telling these it's kind of I I, I mean they they interviewed I, hundreds of different people so it could be just different hundreds of points points of view it's not maybe yeah. it's not all the same character maybe it's just all different stories they might have like a plethora of different stories to pull from yeah, they can, right I mean I guess almost, the, the the procedural generation and it's not like they're gonna fucking I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm hung up on something that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and honestly, if it does have hundreds of stories, I know they wouldn't want to make it a series, but they could. Um, or that can just be their added the, content later. Yeah, improving the content, improving the story, or telling different stories. So just think, you know, you have this Marine, you're amped up, you know, you got all this adrenaline going through, you kick that door down, and it's like family of four. And I'm talking to the dad. I'm like, dude, like, why are you still here? He's like, I'm طريقة التلفزيون طلع بوقت هذا يا دلاوي كان رئيس الوزراء قال أبو مصعب الزرقاوي موجود في الفلوجة وراح إحنا نهجم ونأخذه. Now, I I I don't mind that type of story where they where it cuts through when you cut a scene. And to, t to explain some things, to tell you what's going on, and explain their point of view. But at the same time, that could get in the way of the of your immersion in it. I don't want immersion. 
Yeah. You don't want immersion? I don't want to be, uh, well, I do want immersion. I want the story to be told well. But Im- being immersive is different than being a good story. Uh, and that's a, that's a big deal. Like this, the story is important. So I don't want to be like, I don't want to forget that I'm playing a video game. Which is like really weird to say because most of the time I'd be like, yeah, I want to forget about real life while I'm playing this game. That's the pinnacle of what makes a good game. But I don't see this as a video game. I see this as a storytelling thing. And video games are a great method of telling a story. But this isn't a story I want to be engrossed in. This is a story that needs to be told. I don't want to feel like I'm that character, basically. Like, I, 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 I... I want to, I want to, you know, I want to respect and, you know, I I don't want to be part of this guy's, you know, path or anything like that. I just wanted to see what, what happened, what, what, you know, what was going on. That is what this game is. This game is taking a, a step that video games really don't do at all. And that's, you know, try to take a story and tell it with, you know, Kind of like the the closest ex- first-hand experience you're ever going to get to actually, you know, see what these guys were doing. Okay. And it's such, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge that I can't imagine anybody taking because you have to get it. You, there's literally no room for error. If you get this wrong, it ruins you and your reputation forever. Well, this is a, a first-time games, game development studio releasing a game like this and i don't want to say a game because video games are more than just video games i've played games that i'll never forget the story i will never forget red dead redemption or red dead redemption 2 those are two examples of excellent storytelling with good gameplay but i was never like oh my god i'm john marston or oh my god i'm arthur morgan it was like i'm playing a fucking great cowboy game and i but i've also played games where I have gotten so engrossed in the game that I forgot about real life. Like when I played The Witcher, I was so engrossed in The Witcher. I really wanted to like continue and playing. And I was I felt like the character is written in a way that allows you to kind of live through their footsteps where when you play Red Dead, it's your third person observing um, this well, story that's being told to you. Well, well I was and, trying to put well, I was trying to put for this ahead. for the these it was more of towards like how uh, Band of Brothers that did it when they put it at the beginning. Mean Brothers in Arms or Band of, which one? Band, Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers specifically. How they 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 have uh, the veterans who were there describing and or civilians in this case, describing what was going on, for giving you an idea of what you're going to be about to watch, or in this case play through, and then you you play through it at least knowing in the back of your mind you know what you you will possibly see as you go through this mission. Or go to this house or whatever. Like you, if you, if like, you get my drift. No, I get what you mean. Like, you, like with this game, you want to be just enough, like grabbed onto the game to where you're not bored by it because you just feel like you're playing a charted course. But yeah. at the same time, you don't want to. You you don't want this to be an arcadey shooter where you just run out to the middle of the street and just one tap everything in your path. Yeah, yeah. So I. I like the documentary style, but sometimes if you get it like right in the middle, something's gonna happen. You're like, whoa, what the well, hell? Well, like this also just could be edited footage. You know, this couldn't. Yeah. This is this possibility. This isn't exactly how this mission goes, where it's two seconds of gameplay and then also a cutscene. Yeah, I don't think that we're going to see cutscenes like this in the game. I think okay. there's gonna be like, 
a or, like, or like a narration. I, th I think there's gonna be like a narration. I think there's gonna be like a narration okay, yeah. while you're playing. Yeah, if the, I mean, if this came up, this would be cool to see. But I'm like, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to see it in the middle of a mission. Yeah, that's what I was trying to see, like in the beginning of it, to prepare you as you go through it. Now, this one, this one right here, where the civilians are talking about how their family left, but his father and then himself both stayed in the city. I was like, there is a lot of civilians who stayed in Fallujah. Oh, and the casualties were high. Yeah, and that's what makes this game so controversial. And that's what we'll get into next here is. Of course, the controversy that a lot of mainstream outlets are casting upon this video game. Yeah, it's it's not. I it's mean, not pretty for more. While we were setting up for the stream, Pooter found that trending on Twitter right now is six days of war crimes. You know, is yeah. that you know there is a huge yeah yeah yeah. There's a like, huge. I I have the I have that article too, so I can read it. So we're gonna pull um, up this article uh, from major news outlet of uh, Kotaku, where the the. Basically, we are reading this from the side that definitely does not want this game to happen. No, and I have we found I found a couple other articles that talk about it. One that talks about the immersion that Pooter had uh, discussed earlier, but we don't have to read that one. The other talking about petitioning to stop this game, and for for anyone who hasn't heard heard what happened in the game in the past, that's exactly how they canceled this game before. Uh, back in '09, there was people who petitioned to get this game to not be made. And then I believe then Konami pulled out of it, and they made that that terrible multiplayer game, which just it does it didn't do it justice. It's not well. The yeah. multiplayer game wasn't ever supposed to be. Yeah, uh, it was the engine that they had developed. They spent a lot of money developing an engine, and then uh, the controversy surrounding Six Days in Fallujah. Um, the controversy that surrounded that game had it uh, canceled. You know, like yeah. it, it, it it got canceled, and they're like, "Well, we need to do something with this engine we spent so much money on." They made Breach. Breach was dog shit. Yeah, which which didn't do justice on what they were trying to do. Hopefully, uh, Spence. It's been almost ten years. Oh, about ten years later. Yeah, years. roughly. All right, so let's uh, get let's get straight into this article. So right off the bat. Rebut so, rebooted, rebooted war crime, war crime simulator yeah. six days of Fallujah. If the, if I've ever wanted to spend money on a video game, it's because it's called War Crime Simulator. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> this bad, <laughs> this bad yeah. press, this bad press is. I don't think these guys are going to be telling the story of war crimes. No, like and I, the war crimes, there were things committed in Fallujah atrocities. But I don't think they're going to be glorifying those atrocities by making them into a video game. I mean, we also no, remember we're getting we're, we will be playing from the perspective of civilians, and we don't know what those stories are yet. These guys could just be going out and saying like, "We're going to show you what Fallujah was." You know, right. we we don't know everything about this game yet. We don't know if this is going to be this patriotic game that everybody's going to want to go play, or this is just going to be the hardcore truth of it. Now. They I'm pretty sure at, at, on one side on one side of it on one side of it though you got the take now where they will not well I'll come back to that let's go ahead and get we'll just go ahead and get back yeah, to the article first read this let's read this very okay. so got its official gameplay reveal yesterday so that was this article came out when, uh, Wednesday it came out yesterday 
Uh, the gameplay reveal came out two days ago. Yeah. Uh, so, a what a, a game as one-sided propaganda for the U.S. war machine. It's clearly, he hasn't done his research. Go on. Uh, the trailer was debuted exclusively by IGN. So this isn't. I don't think this is a slam piece on the game as much as it's a slam piece on IGN. I'm going yeah. to say this. IGN and Kotaku, they've always, you know, uh, hated they've each always other. hated, not necessarily hate each other. They have like a competed. Yeah, they compete for sure. Um, I don't know. They want it to be a playable documentary, which is a good thing. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, the deadly seizures. But shit, we play, we play games in fucking Vietnam. Well, it's because Vietnam was 60 years ago. And there's never been a game on Vietnam that took place on an actual battle. Yeah, it hasn't. No. I mean, I mean like, they talk get... about things, but they, it's not... The, the closest you're going to get is Black Ops in um, the Battle of Quezon. But even that, it's its own, like, manipulation yeah. of the battle. Yeah, there's no real-life names or anything like that. But anyways, we go into this. United States military veteran Sergeant Jason Kyle and the developers at Victoria and Highwire Games walk you through the first-ever gameplay video of Six Days of Legion, the tactical first-person shooter with procedurally generated... I'm sure I mispronounced. Procedurally generated uh, mission spaces based on real-life events for 2004 Second Battle in the Iraq War. Uh, the video focuses on the squad techs who used to break into people's homes and clear them of enemies... He puts in quotes clear of quotes enemies, meaning that, you know, he's he's pushing the narrative that it's just to go in and kill civilians, basically. And unfortunately, Which is not the truth. It's no. not the truth at all. The civilian casualties were, of course, high. Uh, and to this day, I believe they don't even have an accurate count of how many civilians actually died in the siege of Fallujah. Um, right. So it, you know, of course, it's gonna, it's, it's a, in that part of it was what makes this con this game and the battle controversial, but at the same time, you know, it's, it is, it's war, you know, based on whatever pretenses of why we were there, it is war. These guys are going in with a job to do, you know. They went in, yeah. they, it's, right. you know, they did the best what they thought they could do, and they gave everybody a heads up, like, hey, we're coming to the city, and if you are here and you're an adult male, you will be treated as hostile. There, um, a great way to see this in an actual movie, it's not complete accurate, is the is the uh, Chris Kyle movie, American Sniper. American Sniper when they're clearing the house, like, why are you here? Why are you here? That's what I would, I mean, like I said, I wasn't there. What I would assume why they were, they're already stressed out. They've probably been shot at or whatever. And then to happen to see civilians still there, still in their homes. And as we saw at the end of the trailer saying, hey, we are here because we defend our homes. This is our this is basically we live here. This is this is this is, at the end of the day when they leave, we'll still be here. Or, right. And, right. And truth to say that we're that they're gonna go and clear the house and you know take out the enemies, uh, is is not completely true. They they were told those soldiers from what I was assuming, and I'm just only going off Chris Kyle here. I don't know if this is true. We're told that everyone in this city is hostile. No, they were. They were told that basically the breakdown was is that, um, 
you know, and it says right here that, you know, that all males that were aged from 15 to 55, you know, all that age is considered as a, as basically as a war, as a warfighter age. If you were there, you're male and you're of that age range, you are immediately considered hostile because yeah, this is, right. this is a, a liberation of Fallujah. They know that the Taliban is settled in there and they're going in to clear them out. And they gave everybody this heads up, like, "Hey, you guys need to get out. And if you stay, you will be you will be considered hostile." We leaflet dropped, if I recall correctly. Yes. Like we let we leaflet I, dropped. I think Fallujah. we. I think we described it. Yeah, we leaflet dropped. We we tried the mili- the military out tried to to limit casualties, and then I looked up the figures. the The figures can raise range from eight hundred to fifteen hundred casualties. Yeah. It it's a lot of people. And this battle only lasted a a week. Right. So they the amount of times that projected a two hundred eighty eight thousand. What the hell? I mean it's it's a possibility. You know, the problem is like with the Iraq war, it wasn't primarily uh, uh, us fighting Saddam's army. It was us fighting Saddam's ar- army and Taliban. And, you know, it was just us going in and fighting in the enemy. And, you know, the, and the civilian casualties, of course, was extremely high. And, you know, and, and a lot of people today don't agree that, you know, the Iraq war it was at all just and other than we just liberated a dictatorship government. And, right. and the civilian casualty count was caused, of course, by... United States military, but also a lot by the Taliban. Okay. Well, this, this it's too- not. I don't think it's our place to speak on that one, yeah, Saber. I know it's not, and it's that- just, it's just, it, it, you know, when an article like this does, it just pins everything to the blame of the United States military and uh, the big war machine. Exactly. And then this one talks about the total civilian. I was okay. That's all right. Oh. Uh, I was reading. I was reading the next paragraph. Uh, where so, I was talking about the now. Here's what I want to go back to. Uh, back from the previous, the pre- previous par- paragraph. This is where I wanted to talk about where, you know, we don't know where this game is and what type of stories they're going to tell. It could tell stories are are against and harmful to the United States military from the United from the civilian perspective. Problem is though is that the game the, the developers have gone come out and said that white phosphorus will not be a thing that featured in the game at all. Yeah, they. So I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah, that's something that needs to be talked about if it's going to be talked about. You know, like that's something that would need to be talked about. But um, I don't think this is the right place to talk about that. No, because it say it states in the next paragraph, and I'm jumping ahead here. Yet another shooter glorifying the sacrifices of those in the U.S. military. You know, it was a volunteer military, and those are real sacrifices. That like that wound is fresh for a lot of Americans. A lot of people lost. You can, you can ask lots of people, and they know someone who's died as a direct result to this war. And the fact that this fucking writer is downplaying that or, or or that it's downplaying the fact that, yes, we didn't they didn't need to go fight 
They did. They died, and they made a big fucking sacrifice by doing that. And I, I don't know. Those it's, guys didn't know what that they were there. A lot of them that signed up were there because oh, I just watched my country get attacked on nine eleven. That's like a, a lot of those people that died in this war are nine eleven sign up volunteers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they witnessed a fucking attack on their country. It, you can debate all day whether we're there for a good reason or a bad reason. But at the time we were there, the common consensus wasn't, oh, war crimes, war crimes, war criminals. It was we were there as fucking volunteers because our country got attacked and we weren't going to let that happen again. Right. It was patriotism that brought a lot of those kids there. And I have to say kids. Um, oh yeah, because the age range of the of the Marines that were there was like eighteen to like twenty two year olds. 18 year old kids going and dying because they witnessed their country get fucking attacked. Yeah, and sure. that's and that's and why I'm trying to fucking talk down about those those people. That's such fucking bullshit. And that's, I'm all for our freedom of speech. Right. But that that fucking hurts. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of people who lost family members. You, Somebody you know has lost a family member as a result to this war. Seeing yeah, this, this leave. Yeah, and you know, leave. and there is plenty of footage you can go watch of the absolute chaos. And the thing is that what I also respect of what the developers are doing is they came out and said that the politics are not going to play a part in this game. And what I'm hoping what they try to do from that is that they're focusing more on the brotherhood and the you know the camaraderie that these soldiers shared with each other rather than just the politics and you know you know everything like that right i i just hope that there's you know that what comes of this is not i hope most people are sane and this is like this is not a game from everything they've released and i could be defending something that as soon as it releases my whole thing my whole viewpoint is going to be like well fuck i i'm going to backtrack but i'm defending what they've said I have no reason to not believe this developer. They want to tell the story, and it's an important story that needs to be told. And these guys, I, they all, they all definitely know someone who died there. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, this game would, if you put it in the perspective of, let's say, Activision and their development team making this, not even if there were some veterans in there, or just all non-veterans in that development team making this type of game compared to this compared to the to the development team uh i, I don't know their name mature and highline mature and highline making this game telling telling their story and if you compare it to someone saying activision why why and if they get the same criticism it should be harder on them because they didn't live it compared to these guys they did and to say that we're they're glorifying no they want people to know what they went through and that and if it's such and they and it's because they are alive still and they and i'm i'm gonna assume that they they want to remember their their friends who got killed then yeah and this is a way for them to say hey they didn't go there to, to just get killed they they went and did did a job and it was it was a hard job that is important and it was for us even if the politics aside 
was the war on terror and that's exactly what we're living at that time yeah it is uh absolutely that and it's you know we and we can't speak on we're not trying to speak on behalf of you know of Highwire and uh, Ventura. We are just we're going off of what they have presented to us. You know we're going off of what they have said in their initial statements and everything like that. Um, and you know when somebody like you know and if I, Kotaku, I literally just heard about Kotaku like ten minutes before we started this ten minutes before we started this yeah. podcast, and if they're literally pu- having writers publish stuff like this and saying lines like "just because the war in Iraq was controversial doesn't mean that it isn't filled with stories to sacrifice." Um, no, this is uh, this is one of the developers telling somebody on IGN. Oh yeah, podcast. yeah. So, sorry. Um, so one of the one of the the developers said this just because the war in iraq is was is controversial doesn't mean that it's not filled with stories of sacrifice yes it it can be debated that we should not have ever been in iraq yeah it can definitely be said and i don't want to minimize anything but politically i agree i don't think we ever had a reason to be there no, but that's not. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't change the fact that fucking young kids, people younger than I am right now, went over and died for fucking no. Re- like, I don't know. These stories do need to be told. They do. These to are do. not stories, and, and they're telling stories from the civilians' perspective as well. These I mean, are stories that that is the the part that their voices, the civilians of an area in conflict, they're never heard. You're never going to hear a story from that person. You're only going to hear the story from the people who are not. Um, oh. I, I don't know. It's, it, you know, what it is, is like everybody, every soldier has an outlet of how they want their story to be told. And, you know, movie stars are terrified to touch anything about Fallujah because you know of the controversy i mean just look at the controversy that's surrounding this game and like controversy about a game in 2021 is still is still happening you know people are still freaking out about whether or not this story is justified in storytelling and which absolutely is you know these are stories that need to be told these are stories that people will people continuously talk trash and talk down on the veterans who took place on this battle and call them baby killers and, you know, murderers and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, and people are still going to look at this game and they can look and play the game and they can still, they'll still hold that opinion. And at the end of it, you know, ultimately what this game is going to try to do and do at their best, and I will always respect them for trying to do it and have the balls of doing it, is tell the story of these of these soldiers, of, or not soldiers, Marines. Tell the story of these Marines who went and fought this battle. And not only the Marines, the civilians that were there. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about a story, and you're talking about heroism here, even if, despite the controversy aside, if there is, is, heck, I wouldn't want to play a game on, let's say, Metal Water Runners. There's a guy who, who had, was, who had was awarded that honor for in this battle at that time yeah his name is david Bolivia. Bili- Bili- i don't want to say his name wrong and for what he did he saved lives 
it, it does, despite the fact that there were civilian casualties and and 18 to 22 year olds were killed they, they went in there and they were fighting for their lives as well as trying to save whatever they could and to say that the the contrary side they're filled with stories of sacrifice there there is this this quote is true and the biggest guy is david but there is more going down to everyone who was there and that and those stories we don't hear about often or ever unless you go and look for it like those those occasional documentaries like uh, that were on discovery channel or now today well, the military so, channel yeah so one thing i want to talk about is i don't think just american soldiers just american fighters are heroic that's no. something like it, it takes some fucking balls to defend what you think is right like that um i'm not at all saying al-qaeda is heroic but like it, it's not heroism comes in all shapes and sizes and all all packages like there are heroic civilians that saved people and, and like i don't there's a lot to unpack among this story there's a lot to unpack and there were heroic germans there in world war ii there were heroic germans there were heroic russians there were heroic british and french and like the her heroism isn't exclusively an american thing and i think the stories of heroism heroism need to be told more broadly um so i'm excited to see how they tell these stories you know it's it's a video game at the end of the day and a lot of people just take on video games it's like especially for multi for military shooters it's it's call of duty you know where call of duty had freaking no russian and like these ridiculous uh you know crazy like super soldier scenes where you're literally taking on like hundreds of troops from a russian uh you know snow fortress or you know whatever you know that's what people's take on military shooters are because that's the mainstream you know especially with like with nowadays you know I mean, one of the biggest mainstream games out there that mainstream media doesn't cover is Escape from Tarkov, and that's not your run running around freaking, you know, one tapping everything in your path type of shooter. You know, that's a game that where you're taking your time and everything. There's sandbox simulations like Arma, and then there's just your PVPs like Squad. And you know what I think? What's going on here? At least what my my opinion is is that. Uh, this development team saw an opportunity where military simulation games are starting to become more popular and they feel out now that the, now is the time to release this game that they have been sitting on for uh, for almost 12 years now. You know, this in at the end of the day, too, that's where my confidence comes from, that this is a passion project for a small studio who has nothing else to who has nothing else to their name. It's yeah. a passion project. I I think that they they're, they have a tough job because they they have to relive what they what they've been through right and they and they're going through this over and over to make sure that they don't miss a beat they they're going through each and they're trying to detail it as as best as they could by telling us the the, the idiots who weren't there I'm gonna say it, we weren't there we're the idiots they want to make sure us small brains, know what the hell was going on because at the end of the day there 
as long as they know that they taught us, which is what their documentary style, they 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 they're effective. It tells the story that it needs to tell, and that's what's effective about it. And if we can, and if they allow us to do that, allow allow us the American people or even the the British, the Canadians, everyone who was there, to see what they went through and why why it was important at that time to do it. Because at the end, all we hear from now is, oh, the controversy of this controversy is that we don't know what they went through to take that city. Hmm. And this is like, and this is the second time they had to take this city. So why they had to go back is important. Not because of, because of what they were doing, but because the enemy, our enemy at that time was there and they had to job the job that they signed up to do, which for us would be baffable but it was at that time an important task and they 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 were brave, they were brave enough to do it absolutely like let's just go back to february 11th where they announced why they're making the game so in this statement here and uh pooter i'll oh. share the screen as well yeah i was gonna say just pull it up All right. This is uh, posted back in February 11, 2021, so uh, last month. Uh, more than 3 million people from 41 countries have been sent to fight a war in Iraq. Dang. That was, a that was controversial before it even started. But just because this war was controversial doesn't mean it wasn't filled with remarkable stories, sacrifice, and courage. It has, however, stopped many of these stories from being told. Actually, hold on. I'm going to go back to that line. So... A lot of these veterans have felt, I guess, suppressed that they can't tell their stories because of the fact that of how controversial the war turned out to be, and especially the Battle of Fallujah. And that's terrible because, you know, from what a lot that I read is that a coping mechanism for soldiers with PTSD is to tell their story. But yeah. it's, it's hard for them, especially if they feel so alone, to find somebody to tell without receiving the backlash that may follow that from mainstream media sources. You know, I'm sure that a lot of these vets probably went to mainstream media sources and were probably turned away because they don't want to post that story. They don't want to post a story that sympathizes with the war. Nobody wants to. Oh. It, it's such a taboo as it was when Vietnam veterans came back. Because when they came back, they were protesting against the war. Yeah. And that's what was popular. But when we went when we went to this, uh, and then as, as the day goes on, those soldiers were mistreated and they were silenced. Hey, we don't want to know what you went through. We want to stop it, but we don't want to know. And then we had, we had the subsequent uh, wars then on, which ended up leading up to the invasion of Iraq in 2003, the battles that led on to that, especially in Fallujah. And it's still the same way. We don't, they're like, we don't care what you went through, but but we sure as hell don't want you to be there. Or the other way around is, we don't care what you went through, but you needed to be there 
is what the stories were were being told to us the the people who were oh those those parents who were saying who were sending their kids or not sending who watched their kids go to war and then come back and and for some didn't which is which is more which is for us is a lot is very important this is just from an american standpoint right uh so it's in yeah so when we go back and, and this is so they announced split six inch worship back in 2009 they learned that some people believe video games shouldn't be tackled real life events to these people video games seem more like toys and a medium capable of communicating something insightful which we've already talked about people look at stuff like call of duty like 2009 this is hype like the peak of call of duty this is Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 releases in 2009. And a game about Fallujah is announced. Now, of course, the game wasn't released... To, Modern Warfare 2 wasn't released until later that year. But they've already seen, like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, they've seen World at War. You know, they've seen all these different war games. Uh, like these arcade shooters that's just run and gun and that's it. There's nothing to cling to the story to. And for the most part, I agree. You know, it's like you, with a lot of these Call of Duty games, you don't cling too much to a character. Now, what I will say is, is that there has been shooters in the past that have told a fantastic story, focused on the brotherhood of that story, and not so and and create a game that isn't just a giant arcade shooter. And that was the Brothers in Arms series. The Brothers in Arms series does such a great job of telling a story of Sergeant Matt Baker and his struggle and becoming a squad leader and being responsible for 13 guys. And he and that throughout that game, you you throughout the series, you, you watch him struggle with loss after loss after loss. And never at any point do they glorify the the, the fighting, the shooting or anything like that. They they, yeah. they focus the story, they focus the dialogue, they focus the character development, and then they focus the squad based mechanics to make sure that you don't run run around like an arcadic shooter. Mm-hmm. So, on this, they disagree. Of course, throughout history, we've tried to understand our world through events that happened to somebody else. Six Days of Pleasure asks you to solve these real life challenges for yourself. We believe that trying to do something for ourselves can help us understand not what not just what happened. But why it happened in the way it did. Video games can connect with us in other in ways other media cannot. This tells me that they're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge your decision making. They're going to put you in a difficult spot, and you're going to have to come up with a split second decision decision that is going to affect the rest of the gameplay. Because yeah, because that's all you have. Yeah. And and for. If we're bringing it back to that, to that uh, trailer, when we saw that, when they showed us the first thing was was combat. As every first person shooter does, we saw the combat going through. You saw you saw the bad guy, shot the bad guy, move on. But at the end of the trailer, as they were as they said, hey, each each time you go through this is different. Which, depending on how thin the line is going to be, maybe a good thing could be a bad thing. But you went to the end of the house where the trailer ends, and you go through and you see those civilians at the, at the end. Now, right. you only had one... When, when they turned the corner, they had one second, you saw the, the civilians, and then they went to the trailer. Uh, or not the trailer. The, them discussing what was going on. Mm-hmm. And for that is the same way as deciding when to shoot and when not to shoot. At the beginning, 
you turned that corner, you saw the bad guy. You don't. You could have hesitated, and you could have shot, or you could have not. Same thing could have happened when entering the each house. You could have hesitated, you could have not. It's that mm-hmm. one second decision, which, as as someone who wants to experience this, is a is super. As for me, as as a gamer, will be super enticing. But for me, as someone who wants to be educated, makes me uh, not fearful, but gives me that anxiety that I I wouldn't want to go through as a video game. But at the same time, I understand why. Mm-hmm. It, it gives me that. Yeah. It sounds like the game's just like it's like all right. You think you can do it better? Go do it yourself then. You yeah. Know? Show us show us how it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. So, continuing on, based on their stories, we've are uh, okay. Here we go. More than 100 Marine soldiers and Iraqi civilians have shared their stories with us, so that so you can participate in them through this new interactive format. This includes everyone from a corporal kicking down doors to a deputy prime minister of Iraq. That is interesting. That is that is really really interesting of how much, and that's kudos to an indie developer getting interviews. From Iraqi civilians on the Battle of Fallujah. I mean, like, if that's just not dedication to figuring out how to tell this story, I, I I can't figure out how much more you want from them. And here's a question, though. That's that's. I mean, I could tell some of those Iraqi civilians lived in could be Iraq. Did they fly out there to go to go do it themselves to make sure they? were comfortable to get those interviews or did they pay for travel to get somewhere else you know i don't think they're flying into iraq i don't think so either but well you know it could it could be one thing you know and that is enticing because we don't ever hear the other side we only hear our side that's fair right so, moving on, based on their stories, we invested more than three years building technologies to explore specific parts of the combat experience more realistically than other games have so for have have so far. And I assume what they're trying to do with that is their aiming mechanics and their squad command mechanics. Um, of course, what we saw in the trailer, you know, you have your you have your option of your direct in like through the rear aperture down the sight aim, and then you're kind of like over the top barrel pointing at your target, but you keep your field of view kind type of aim, which is a cool mechanic, and it's definitely an absolutely unique mechanic to any shooter out there. Um, I'm surprised Tarkov isn't even adapted to something like that. Yeah, right. Um, and then to your specific squad commands, like there was a couple of squad commands I've never seen in a game before where you just like tell your squad to watch a door or watch a stairwell. You know, and I feel like that's something that's going to play a very important part in certain storylines because, like, say, maybe you don't tell your squad to t- watch a stairwell and uh, t- and, and, and Taliban fire out, or it was the Taliban or Al-Qaeda that was hiding in Fallujah? Al-Qaeda. Al- you have Al-Qaeda fire on top of the stairs, t- toss a nade down and takes out your whole, and takes out your entire squad. You know, you, you, it's going to be decisions like that. You got to be smart with your gameplay. Then I think that's what they're going to try to go for. Yeah. Uh, um other than that though it's not too like you know like uh what's the word like it's not pioneering what they're like some of the mechanics are doing is not too pioneering you know like we saw we saw some janking you know movements with opening doors and certain like ai mechanics i saw i wasn't really a huge fan of how the how the enemy ai was moving around and for for pre-alpha right now what's that 
I'll give him benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah, maybe. This is pre-alpha. This is it does say that at the bottom left. So pre, they, that is stuff footage. they can work out. Yeah. And um, for now, what seems pretty solid is for for from what I've seen is the squad mechanic. You want them to go at the top of the door. You 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 point and click right there. Go there. You want them to cover the door. You cover that. You want them to breach? Go ahead. Uh, that seems pretty solid. I think that's going to be covered. And the map design, from what they showed us, looks pretty solid. For pre-alpha, that's that is going to be a lot, lot majority of their work. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once then it moves on to the to the nit and gritty magazine. If they want to get it right, they can do that. They can well get the door right later. I don't know. As a civilian who shoots, it's one of those things like the way they reloaded that gun just seemed funky to me. Yeah. I've I would have never reloaded a rifle like that ever. Yeah. I mean um, I don't I don't know how M sixteens were operating in the desert. You know, it, it could be a matter that the dust was messing with the gun uh chambering itself to the rear, which is a common case with M sixteen when it is exposed to, you know, certain elements. Um mm-hmm. the M sixteen is not by far the most functional rifle in the world. The AK has proven that countless of times that you can put it through hell and high water and the thing, the thing will function perfectly. M16, the M16's a sack of shit, honestly. M16 it is a gun that has its, has its issues, of course. Um, but to, on initial gameplay review where you're trying to show us what the mechanics are going to be like, I, like like I said, we don't know if... like for, Well, for, first of all, Anybody who reloads an M16 after its first mag should never have to, you know, charge it again. There's, right. there's no reason You're to do that. You're never going to need to charge your only your only way you should be is if it's jammed. Um, and the only time I've ever used the charging handle is really like locking it back. Right. You know, locking back the charging handle, checking if I'm chambered. But every other time, I pretty much just like release it, get it yeah, going with the board operating system, like yeah. the, the button. It, is, it, is um, I, I don't, maybe it's because I've never had to use a rifle in combat, but like it just seems. Maybe he maybe he just sense. did it to make sure it's not jammed. Quick, or I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't he's know. in the he's in the middle of combat. To me, you're 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 trusting. You know that your rifle is already chambered in the rear, and all you have to do is hit that friggin' uh, that release button, and it chambers around for you. Yeah, or um, I, I wouldn't know. What I didn't notice is uh, from what I was I have told been told is did he pull the magazine and put it away, or did he just drop it? I think that they were going for a quick tack reload, probably. Because if you're going for a quick reload, drop it and load it. That's it. And that could have been the thing. That could have been a very common thing going on in that battle. We don't know. We don't know if they were so much worried about conserving magazines, because we also have heard from and researched that uh, military costs, especially for the Marines during that battle, it was very low. They were buying attachments while they were there in Iraq. They didn't. They weren't low. Yeah. They they weren't a kitted. Their M16 a lot of M16s on during that battle were not kitted with anything, even though they have rail attachments. It's the M16A4. And it had no rail attachments. It had rail attachments, but there was nothing on the gun. You want a good example of this? Watch the show Generation Kill, the first episode. They yeah. just on their Humvees. They tell you that they, they've with their own money, 
not the Marines paying for this. The the Marine themselves had to change the hoses, uh, put everything together, repaint their Humvee from from green to desert, and yeah. and the one of the main characters is is uh, Sergeant Colbert. He bought a turret shield for his his uh, grenade launcher, which he never got, by the way. And before he they they went into combat, they had to do all of that before going into combat on their own money. And, you know, and that That's could also just be the first-hand accounts of you know those guys there, like all oh, the M16s didn't cycle properly at all because of the dust, and so we only had we had to reach him around each time. You know, that could be the thing. We don't know. Yeah. But I just want to get back to this, this newsletter, or like the the what this game is supposed to be. And this last line, I think, sums up exactly what these guys are trying to do. Perhaps now more than ever, the best way to understand what's actually true is by experiencing reality for ourselves. Yeah. And that is an absolutely, you know, they're taking a risk here. They're ex doing an experiment that you know really nobody has ever done before. You know, the closest thing I can maybe think of anybody doing this is a VR experience at a museum. You know, um, okay. Now my issue: experiencing reality for ourselves, but it's going to be procedurally generated. That's a problem. That that's contradictory. Yeah. I I, I have a hard time believing that. The, well, I don't know. I want to believe that they have. Like the, these are real veterans. I don't think they want their story to mis be misinterpreted or mistold. But also having uh, procedurally generated levels, I feel, takes away from that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, we like that's something we won't know until we play it for ourselves. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And here's and, the thing too: is like, you know, not everybody, you know, well, at least people shouldn't be expecting them they get this 100% right. You know, war movies have been done time and time and again, and people and the experts always point out what wasn't what was correct about the movie and what was incorrect about the movie. And, you know, I think for the lack of better terms, we got to give them the benefit of the doubt if they have something slip up just because they, they could be sacrificing that for the betterment of telling the story. Because that's what a lot of people do. They sacrifice some things here and there to in order to tell a better story. Yep. And some sacrifices will be made. It is art. Hopefully they... I'm. This is more of a speculation. I'm hoping that they tell the story as best they can, but not put it in perspective, like let's say the the movie Alexander the Great, where they try to throw in as much everything in there as possible that is all historically accurate and is right for the time, but it's all there and it's all and it's just it's just it doesn't feel right, it doesn't flow. Because remember, you still if you're still telling the story, we our monkey brains are gonna go to sleep within two seconds if it gets super like detailed because then we don't pay attention all the way. Some people do. A lot of people do. You, is... That's a you problem, Josh. Well, uh, I'm, I'm the movie Alexander the Great. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I've it, never seen that. That movie is the most accurate historical movie you'll ever watch. It is the most boring movie you'll ever watch. And it has all these 
giant set piece battles with live action models and they're awesome to see but they tell you about the planning of it which is cool then they then they tell you how they're going to execute it then you've seen them walk and do it all that stuff that can get boring real fucking fast and right. it did in that movie and it's cool to see in the in some military stuff and video games specifically hey here's the plan and then we got to go to the place nothing nothing happens which is fine and then shit goes down then you walk away that's how alexander the great feels and i'm i'm hoping that they do some stuff like that but i'm not i'm hoping at the same time they don't you get get my drift right you can do that yeah because i as someone who wants to experience it yes but i don't want to get bored where i get turned off because that is another thing they have to be not concerned about but if they want people to 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 experience it they have to understand that people will get bored and that's that is to keep their attention into it to make sure we know the story and that's my like the biggest like and for the side that people don't want this game to happen here's one side i can understand and this is from a article from uh the nextweb.com tnw this article is written by an Iraq War veteran, and he didn't serve in Fallujah, but he knew people who he he says he knows two Marines that died there. And I'll show I'll show this article right now, and it's just there's one specific quote about it that you know I can completely understand, and that is hold on a sec, is this article or is this line right? Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where? Uh, oh, here it is. So he's talking about when the game first initially initially was announced back in 2009. And he talks about his initial reaction. And he says, it was weird to imagine playing a video game based on a war my friends were still fighting in. It's still weird today, especially considering the U.S. is still fighting conflicts related to that war. Like, this part, like, I can't imagine that. Like, I I personally don't know anybody who fought in Fallujah, nor do I know anybody who died fighting in Fallujah. And I can't imagine, as somebody who knows about this war, to pick up a video game and to play it to witness the horrors that that my friend went through for this battle. And like at that I can't say somebody's like okay then just don't play the game, you know, or anything like that. You know, it's that that's a it's a heavy hitting topic. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's my concern. Is this is a this is not going to be an easy um easy story for them to tell. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces that go into telling this story and I don't the procedural generation stuff that's all super really cool but I feel it takes away from the story that's being told and I don't want this to feel like cheap if that makes sense right yeah that's at the same time even for me as someone who who likes documentaries and will watch that historical boring movie I want to be informed and 
if if as well as kind of entertained because that's what history is for me it's it's an informative entertainment right but it is but it is the story that is as of us like so as, i must know it as messed up as it is i don't, I don't know if it's messed up or not but one example of a you know of anything based on the current events going on in the middle east that was super entertaining but at the same time you felt for the people that were in it is the documentary Restrepo and Korngal. Mm, I've seen them. They're good. Fantastic documentaries. It's all uh, stuff filmed by the soldiers that were there. It's not, no camera crews or anything. It's strictly, you know, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, they show some firefights and everything like that. There's no like serious engagements that you can actually see because it's the Korngal Valley. Every engagement that took place there was literally like stuff that was like, you know, hundreds of Two, meters, three hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. They were, were sh- not. Cl- it was shooting at each other from across a valley or shooting at each other up mountains. Like it was kind of fucked up. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's there's probably, and I don't doubt it that there's there's probably a documentary out there that somebody's holding on to or footage sitting that somebody's sitting on to that shows the door to door door kicking and infiltrations of the battle of Fallujah that isn't taken doesn't is shot by some CNN camera crew or whatever. It's shot by the people that are there. Yep. There, there is yeah. them. No, it's it's a very good documentary. Uh like I fucking love it. There's a lot of very good documentaries from this or not even necessarily documentaries but there's awesome youtube videos of veterans talking about their stories and everything and that's why at the end of the day to me where this is just its own take on doing that because it is a documentary game that's what they've caught this what they essentially called this game because you know you're 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 watching the interviews you know and that's how like corngall and their triple was shot you have the footage of the action going on and then you would cut back to somebody talking about what was going on in that moment, and you go back to the action. Now, I'm not saying that they should that the game should be jumping around like that, but that's a great model to follow to me, to where uh, you you get to play and experience it, and then you come back to see what somebody's saying about it. Uh, uh, and I I just googled it just to be sure. Uh, you there is footage, <laughs> and of what. Of Marines going through house to house in Fallujah. Yes, absolutely. There's footage. There were yeah. CNN camera no, crews with them. Shot by Marines. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. actually uh, in the National Museum of Marine Corps. Oh. Yeah. You can you can just say that again, please. Did you say corpse? National Museum of the Marine Corps. Okay, it's core. core. It's just it's just core. Josh. <laughs> no. It's just I it's just core. I am. I will read it how I. And actually, I think there's an Amazon documentary. Hold on. Or if you want to re- watch a good documentary, just watch for the twenty-five. I mean, there are countless different flu- different Fluja documentaries, and you know, it, it's hard for somebody to make something that's actually be able to where a studio will take it and publish it. Because I feel like a lot of the footage that a sol- like a marine or soldier that would be holding as a door kicker or, or you know people who's clearing worms, 
there's gonna be a lot of that you cannot show to the public. You know, it's gonna be a lot of like, you know, hard hitting stuff. I mean, oh wait, hold on a sec, hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay, never mind. But you know, it's um, it is what it is, and. Can these guys take flack for trying to do that? Absolutely. You know, there's going to be criticism for anything attempted. I mean, heck, there was criticism, not nearly as much criticism, but there was criticism for the movie 13 Hours releasing uh, so quickly after the events of Benghazi. You know, and, you know, the, I mean, there's just been, there's, really, there's a lot of stuff out there that has been made shortly after the events of where it happened so people making that argument i don't think that's a valid argument that's like still so fresh when there's literally been movies time and time again depicting this like imagine how hard it was for the families uh well i can't i i can't say that but like a uh, lone survivor you know i could at least i couldn't imagine watching that movie and watching like you know if i was related to any one of those navy seals you know that's gonna be a hard thing to watch but is absolutely was absolutely a story that had to be told. Mm-hmm. Black Hawk Down being another one. Yeah, exactly. Black Hawk Down, uh, Twelve Strong, um, you know, Thirteen Hours. Strong. Well, Thirteen Hours is Thirteen Hours was a story to be told, but when it was released, it was that was a propaganda movie. But that was. Well, it's easy to say that any of these movies are propaganda movies. Yeah. American Sniper, hands down, is a propaganda movie. Yeah, it is. Chris Kyle, I'm not discrediting Chris Kyle, but kind of a propaganda piece for the military. Yeah, and it's military recruitment tool. Yeah, I wasn't talking about for the military itself, for the the 13 Hours film. It was more towards political things uh like i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that black hawk down wasn't uh a cool movie it's somewhat matt matthew best from the black rifle company company joined the army rangers because Because of of that movie yeah but and then i saw him react to that movie in his youtube channel or not his black rifle youtube channel but that's a whole different thing um but yeah they but we also got for those stuff an entertaining film as well as a an informative film, they if I was watching one of their videos uh, of specifically black, I'm using black rifles specifically up top when they were reacting to it. When Gary Gary Gordon and Randall Sugar went into the black uh, Super Six One's helicopter crash by themselves, he literally said, "Stop what you're doing! Look at what these guys did. Mm-hmm. These guys are heroes." No one's. They didn't. They didn't go in for that. And this is this is how I would assume they would want to say for Fallujah. And I know they're not going to be using real names and stuff. But look what look at what these guys did. Like research the battle. Like moments use, like that. Use this as a platform of research. Moments like that is only stuff like I, I would never want to play that. You know, I no, never I would want, want to play, play that. Mo- but like that's like stuff like that where like you like they had to get that right. They had yeah. to get that moment right. They they said that they will they that Gary and Sugar will be in this movie. They casted actors for that moment, and and they and they made sure that they they know that they died doing yeah. something important. 
Right. And, you know, just to, like, the the actors who had to carry that burden of, be, like, like, being the ones, like, okay, we got to sell these guys as the people who they are. And then on top of that, they have to show their actual deaths. Yeah, them. Like, the, like, uh, like, I don't know who was the last person to die, but, like, to relive a moment like that and to depict it onto the screen has to be one of the most challenging things an actor can possibly do. Cause you're yeah. not, you're not, you're not, you're not. How, how long after the events of that was Black Hawk down made? It couldn't have been more than a decade. No, it, it made, nope. no, about five years. Yeah. About five years mm-hmm. that happened and they have to reshoot a scene where somebody died. Same thing with Lone Survivor. And this is something that Marcus Luttrell absolutely hates about the movie of Lone Survivor is that it shows that everybody died alone. And Marcus has gone on record multiple times and says that nobody died alone and that he was with every single person that died ex- except for, um, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? The most, Danny. huh? Danny, when Danny got killed, he was, from Marcus's point of view, when Danny, the guy he was carrying, got killed, he was shot in the head. He didn't live. No, 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 not him, not him, not him, not him. The the decorated uh, the Navy, l- the decorated Navy SEAL. Uh, uh, lieutenant. Uh, I know, I know, you're talking about the lieutenant. Yes, uh, the one that made the sat the sat call. Yeah, he he died on that rock, and I'm gonna. And Marcus always says that he like like it's just I can't like I legitimately cannot imagine being the actor responsible of showing the death of a real life soldier. Right, uh, that'd be fun. That Mike Murphy. Yeah, Mike Murphy. There you go. Like I, I, that has to be the most difficult thing ever, and for that to happen, and for, and uh, you know, that's gonna be the challenge that Fluja will face. And you know, the challenge that the challenge that it will face is how will it depict a Marine's death? Because you gotta imagine that there's got to be consequences to your actions as a squad leader in that game. Yeah, and despite and I believe they said they're not going to be using any real names for the any, like for like the the squad members. Squad members. The squad leader, like the people that you play as, is the real person. Okay. The, the people that are dying, they're not going to be using. Real yeah, they're not. They're going to yeah. use alias. Oh, there's. But I'm pretty sure they're going to want at least to give you some for a good story to post, to get you some relation to these guys. To, to these men and women who who were there and and uh, and eventually if if somehow they get killed you you feel that and that's going to be an important factor too because they are you are playing this you are going to interact with them more and if they do kill they want to make sure that you you understand and feel that that interaction they don't want to just be a one-off like in call of duty when some random sergeant gets shot or in world at war you can actually just kill every all your friendlies but without any consequence you want to you want to know there was a consequence right and and here's the thing if these like there's no in between for this for the studio they either get this absolutely right or it's wrong Anything yep. like and like I okay I won't say like absolutely right but they have to get it right like there can't be like a middle ground where like oh they got it right here but you know they can't they can't have that if they yeah. have 
anything for that a story for a story that they're for the story, not a story yeah. for the story that's being told here. It has to be fucking perfect. Yeah. You, you got to remember there is men and women still living today. And, and I'm pretty sure uh, many of them will play this game when it comes, when it comes out, if it's done poorly or if it's done in bad taste, they're going to call them on their bullshit. But the but the, also the thing is too is that they're only going off of stuff that they've interviewed with people. It's not like they're yeah. going to go and grab uh, a story that they heard. They're not going to go grab Chris Kyle's story and no put it into Fluja. They're going off of people that they've interviewed for this game. And what I hope is that what they're doing on in terms of delaying the game, they're making sure that the people that see this game, or at least that the people that are interviewed, they're going to try to get this in the hands of those people as much as possible and make sure that the game is right. Because those are mainly, if I was a developer, those are the guys I'm pleasing first and the gamer second. Because if I don't please them first, the game is going to, the game will not work. Nope, they have to be pleased. So they have to please first the people that they interviewed, then... I'm pretty sure they might have to please the veterans that were there who who are aside who might know similar that's stories. impossible that's impossible do you want that's impossible is because there are it's veterans so there's vet there, it's such a different thing veterans out there first of all trash the Navy seals because they because of how much they tell their stories they 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 call they 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 make fun of these guys because they always go and make either a book a movie or whatever they they that literally if you go through if you talk to anyone in the military at least like at least with spec ops i've gotten the, i've had the fortune of talking to a couple of guys who either been private contractors who served special forces or whatever and one thing i've always been told is that you always hear about the navy seals because they love to run their mouth but you won't ever hear about like Delta Force or Rangers or anything like that unless the mission went wrong which for the most part in movie history has been true i.e. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Or, but the only other one that I could think of is thank you for my service. <laughs> that is not a wrong mission. It's not special. I'm not. I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking like I'm talking about like. Yeah, their combat experience, what they what they went through, they came out of it. And yeah. Stuff like I'm that. just talking about like there's people out there, there's veterans who believe that sharing their stories is not the way to go, and whether especially through a video game. And you're not going to please those people either way. You know, they could get it all absolutely right, and I guarantee you that those vets won't be pleased by it. Oh, yeah. No, you're never going to be able to uh, please a veteran. Uh, like, please the entirety. But you're never going to be able to please everyone anyways. Yeah. You know? Uh, you you They have a controlled market. They have a controlled variable that they can please first. And that's the one they actually have to get right. Because they don't get that part right, because they can go and carry on and join the group that doesn't, you know, like this game and not promote the game that they want to, you know. And then they got the gamers like us. They got the gamers who want to play a game that the story is told well, and we respect what the game is. Now, unfortunately, because of the way people are, there are gonna be countless trolls to this game. And there's going to be people who are going to go in there. They're going to make fun of the game. They're going to go and make decisions that are going to be, you know, controversial. They're going to hurt, you know, they, they're getting, there's going to be based on how this game goes, there's going to be trolls no matter what. And that's something you got to expect. And that's probably also what a lot of people don't are worried about because they know that there's going to be somebody out there who goes and just intentionally shoots the civilians, you know? It, yeah. it happens in Call of Duty on the daily. I mean, I think it was, I think Skeet commented that he went and shot the baby like three times in Call of Duty Modern Warfare in 2019. 
Right. Yep. I mean, Which, to baby, be, baby murder is. Uh, to be fair, I didn't know that was a thing in COD. <laughs> well, remember you do that. Uh, it, okay, so there's the mission where you go in and he's like, "All right, boys, lights on," and then you like kick in the door and you fucking clear out the townhouse with yeah. Captain Price. Really good mission, by the way. Fantastic really mission. good example of a fucking Call of Duty mission. Yeah. I just want to put that on the record. I love that mission, Infinity Ward. Um, but also, you can shoot a baby. Yeah. And see, I I didn't because I I played the mission properly. Well, yeah, but you were grenade into that room. Yeah. <laughs> you can shoot the women. Do you get consequence it, for that or not oh, for yeah. the baby? Not for the uh, for the baby. Yes, for the women. No. For, so you can kill the civilians as you go through the house on accident too, because they'll fucking just run across the screen, and you're like, that's a case like. Ah. Like that's that's a case of like of like that that splits like what would you do you know type of scenario, you know that's where Call of Duty's like put shoves in your face like what would you do, and okay. I think that's what and I think every mission is gonna basically be like that in Six Days in Fallujah. If you kill the baby, I think it's like three times. It puts you back to the main menu and tells you to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> it tells you to like don't kill children or something like. Really, that's like, whoa, why would you say, like, why would you feel the need to say that? But, you know, it all makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I see. It, I mean, at the end of, the, at the end of it, too, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the game. And, you know, I'm worried as well, you know. And I feel like everybody can hold that reserve because... Really, nobody knows what this game is yet. You know, we've seen some footage and we've read some reports, but at the end of the day, we don't know what this game is. It's coming from an indie studio, you know, using Unreal Engine, and it's carrying a huge, huge responsibility with not even a fraction of the budget that most AAA title makers would get. Oh, and they're trying. And they're trying to do the job to make sure that it is done. Um, yeah, I, I just hope the game. Like, I'm very excited. I'm going to, gonna buy it. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'll spend sixty dollars on a on a hope that this is a, a poignant story. You know, like, I just, I'm, uh, I, I really want to talk with one of the devs. I want to yeah. talk with somebody yeah. from that team, because I feel like my answer, my concerns aren't problems necessarily like my concerns i guarantee you they're like no you're not the first person to voice this to us and i'm not going and saying oh they're fucking baby killers uh oh dude maybe if i tweet that they'll be like hey we need to go on this podcast to clear things up <laughs> like no um we need we, we need you guys to clear some error on what this game is because right like i feel like at this point it's the best thing you guys can do i mean you guys are getting publicity that's for sure you guys are getting a ton of free publicity right now it's all bad publicity but you guys are getting that publicity but at a certain point you know well, you no, need oh, to we're, we're not giving them bad publicity no i'm we're, talking about for triple a title triple a triple a stuff yeah, yeah. but and so, uh, I, us are I, you to the ign podcast that was that they did with the with the dev or it's yeah, not their, see it. like one of their talk shows. It's like a beer show with video games. I gotta watch it. Um, I'm I curious. Think... To, I'm sure that I'll have that answer. I mean, I talked to their community manager. They said they weren't doing any podcasts right now, and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, we can get some more light on this game soon. Um, I mean, we've yeah. seen the gameplay. We've seen a shorthand of what the gameplay actually is, and. 
<coughs> realistically, I think we I think we need to see a demo. I think we need a demo mission, honestly, to see what actually this game's gonna be. Or at least watch a full playthrough of one mission. Yeah, start to finish. Like we need to see what this game is gonna be like. Because you know, at this point, there's a lot of grinding against this game, and I just don't want to get to the point where these guys cave and give up on the game because, you know, or this could be just this could be a one and done thing for the studio. Maybe they just want to make this game and then that's it. I think I think they've been working on it so long that I don't think they will ever cave. But one and done could be a possibility. But caving in and not making it by this point, I don't think they're they're willing to do that. Absolutely. I my my workspace has made me monkey brain. I am losing brain cells as I go to work. And John Josh has lost of brain cells. I think it's a good time to uh, wrap it up tonight. Yep. Untitled Guys, Avatar game. Thank you all so much for coming out for the Graveyard Crew podcast. Uh, stick around. I'm going to be playing some video games here shortly. Probably shooting Maybe. me in the face. Probably shooting someone in the face. It's fine. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, guys, it's always a pleasure. Make sure that you're already following Saber. Um, I'll put a link to his channel. Also, guys, hit us up on our socials as well. Join the Discord and drop any other topics or conversation. We guys, we we will talk about just just dang, dang near anything. And if we don't have anything to talk about, which refer to Star Wars, and so if you guys don't want that, make sure you drop topics in the conversation. Um, and thank you again, 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 guys, so much for tuning out tonight. The continued support for the podcast is something that we love doing each week, and we're glad to be back to it, and we're glad to have such a nice, in-depth conversation with you guys about uh, Six Days of Fallujah. Again, let us know what you guys think about the uh, game coming out, and uh, we really appreciate you guys for tuning out tonight. Now, that being said, if you or somebody you know has been diagnosed with an excess money funding and you choose to fund the graveyard crew podcast you can do so by funding it at the graveyard crew patreon you can also buy shirts that sabers made um i'm not wearing one right now but i would be saber definitely this is i can't show you guys the logo but this is certainly a graveyard crew yeah absolutely absolutely Um, this is not another youtube creator shirt regarding my favorite team uh but for real guys I, you know, we couldn't, we wouldn't do this without you guys. So thank you all for coming out. Uh, We'll be back. I'm going to play some video game. I look forward to it. I love you all so much. All right. Three, two, one. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this installment of the Graveyard Crew podcast. If you would like to catch a live recording of the podcast, please tune in to twitch.tv forward slash Pooter Smoker every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, thank you for tuning in. You guys have a great night.